0: Yesterday I listened to a podcast where someone that I uh, admire and, and listen to a lot of their podcast, uh went over their daily personal habits, you know, what they eat, when they go to sleep, all that stuff. And their whole thing is is optimizing their life, and they're super wealthy and whatever, but... One of the things that struck me was how was how their habits came with real social downsides um, in terms of how strict they were about what they ate and when they ate and how they went to sleep and when they went to sleep and when they exercised and how they exercised. And it was all so specific that more so than the average person's, it seemed like it would get in the way of... the sort of general social interactions that I think are so important in life. Now, obviously, this person doesn't need me to tell them that, and I wouldn't be able to tell them that even if I wanted to, but it did make me think about how in the search for the right habits for yourself, it's important to balance optimizing for whatever that narrow goal is with... The overall life that you want to live, so for instance, <clears throat> the way this guy drinks coffee is he takes a some uh, it's like a cold brew shot or something and puts it into a quart of sparkling water and nurses that throughout the morning because that seems better than uh, there there's like a bunch of sort of technical reasons why that is a more optimal way to get your caffeine. But that means that you don't get the pleasure of drinking the espresso. And, and this person always uh, finishes eating by 1pm. Which means that they don't eat dinner with people. And this person is always in bed by 9 uh, 9 p.m., which means that there's an inflexibility there in terms of hanging out with people. And don't get me wrong, I think all of these habits have rational reasons why they're optimal, and this person's clearly decided that it's worth it. But there's a social cost, which means that there's a human cost to making those choices. And, and I, I've had experience with this in my own life. I, um, so for instance, uh, I've decided to stop intermittent fasting this summer because I found that when I wasn't eating breakfast until later, my girls didn't eat breakfast until later on the days that they were home with me. And then they, they didn't handle it as well as I did. And then their, their lunch was all messed up, and then their dinner time was all messed up, and so I decided that until they go back to school that I'm going to eat breakfast and lunch at the time that I want them to eat breakfast and lunch. And that's worked much better. Similarly, when I was intermittent fasting, uh, I dabbled with the idea of figuring out a coffee alternative that I could have in the morning um, that wouldn't take me out of a fasted state the way that the coffee that I do probably does. And I tried all these different things and they all sucked in that they weren't as good as the coffee. And I realized at a certain point that I had this wonderful ritual with my wife where we get up early, we do our things for an hour and a then we have our coffee and tea and do the New York Times Spelling Bee together. And it's, it's one of my favorite things about each day. And I was being so stupid to jeopardize this thing that was so good in my life. For what? So that I would be in a more fasted state, so that I could lose some more pounds more easily? There are other ways to do that i probably carry more benefits without losing the tremendous benefit of this social interaction that that brings so much value to me. Now you could say, well, I, I probably wouldn't, you know, I could still have the social interaction just without the coffee, but let's be real here. Part of the pleasure was the physical pleasure of sipping the coffee while doing this. And without that physical pleasure, you are jeopardizing, to some extent, that social interaction. In the same way that this guy, by not eating after 1pm, is jeopardizing the benefit of the social interaction of having dinner with friends. And there's a cost to that. So, I guess my point is mainly that Whenever we try to optimize for something, we are necessarily not optimizing for something else. This is how evolution works. You evolve towards one thing, you evolve away from something else. You can only breed for one trait at a time. Or breed in a direction. And so I think you need to be really careful what you're breeding for. What you're evolving your life towards. What you're optimizing your life for. And I would say, for me, yesterday I listed my priorities in life as, well, I'm going to get it wrong now, but uh, my family, my home life, my professional life, and then my legacy, in that order. And I would say in this instance that what I want to optimize for is for a healthy, balanced life that feels rich with meaningful social interactions and significant with meaningful, professional, um, strivings, and I want to make sure that I don't set up routines for myself that are so extreme, that they jeopardize those priorities. And I think it's a slippery slope. I think you end up there sort of creeping, creeping, creeping. And and I think this guy knows that his life is pretty extreme. But I don't think he ended up there all at once. I think he inched his way there. And Whether or not there's some big moment where he feels like he made a mistake, I think it's worth recognizing that there's always a cost to choosing one thing over another thing. And you're not always aware of exactly what that cost is. Thank you for listening, everyone. Talk tomorrow.